Welcome back to the Raptors show on the Sportsnet Radio Network. I'm your host, Will Luke, and be joined by co-host Blake Murphy. Just about the trade speculation. I think my question to that is just to how much of that affects the players, right? Because you just see it on social media every single day that there's a new trade rumor. And I just got I gotta wonder how that, you know, damages or how that affects team dynamics. I'm sure players will say they shut it out. But let's just ask the player right now. Dennis Schroeder is joining us on the line. Dennis, uh, we're having this conversation just now about just, uh, you know, what trade rumors do for players. When you're trying to compete, you're trying to actively, you know, play as a team, but you see trade rumors every single day. How do you guys shut that out? How do you guys process it? How do young guys deal with it versus veterans? I'm just curious because there's obviously a ton of speculation when it comes to trade at this time of year. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's not a big deal for me. I mean, after my 11th year, just uh, knowing the business side of it, at the end of the day, nothing changes, though. You know, I mean, you're in a different city, of course. Uh, but, I mean, your salary, everything stays the same. You can still, you know, um, be there for your family. And um, at the end of the day, uh, nothing really changes. You still get to play, you know, basketball. So, uh, for me, um, it's, it's, it's always... Uh, I mean, the NBA makes it kind of like a, you know, like an event, I feel like. Um, but at the end of the day, for me, it's just, it's just normal. Was there ever a rumor that came out about you that you knew was not true, but then it just catches fire on social media, for example? Um, because, again, I imagine with so much reporting around this time of year, a lot of things got to be wrong. I mean, I got traded once, and that was, uh, I think, one and a half years ago, and... I think uh, 11, I've been, I've been in a league now 11 years and probably 10 of them uh, was uh, trade uh, talks. <laughs> oh, wow. So at the end of the day, it's um, just people, you know, try to be a social media, try to be interested and uh, or interesting and um, just putting stuff out there. Do you, I mean, I guess it's going to be different for every person and I wonder how much you as a vet you know, if this stuff comes up with your, your current team, but do you also take it as like, or do you guys take it as a compliment? Like, Hey, there's a, there are a bunch of teams out there that would want me on their team. Um, obviously I think everyone would probably like to stay where they are and win with the group that they're with, but does any part of you in years past be like, yeah, these, all these winning teams want me on their team. Of course they do. I mean, as a player, you probably, you know, um, know who, who is interested and who needs, uh, you know, what and what position. I mean, you, I mean, I watch all the games, you know, and uh, I'm sure all the, or half of the league on, you know, watch all the NBA games. And um, at the end of the day, for me, it's, it's where I'm at, you know, beginning of the season, that's where I want to be. And uh, I want to be successful there. And um and I'm not really into, you know, the, the trade talks and um, because it's just a uh, hot air, you know, people just making, um, taking names and saying this can happen. And I'm just not a, a real fan or a big fan of it. Um, and I just try to focus on, you know, the business and uh, try to get better every single day. Yeah, I got you. I feel like it's got to be hard for team dynamics sometimes too because, you know, when you're one of those teams that everyone says, you know, they might blow it up or whatever, it's just a lot of noise, a lot of distraction around the team. Hard to keep everyone on the same page. But let's talk about yesterday's game. Uh, you guys unfortunately lose to the Celtics. I thought defensively you guys did well. I think defense has been something that you guys have been struggling a little bit um, since losing OG in the trade. You guys played really well defensively. You guys just couldn't hit any threes. Um, 
what are you seeing in terms of the Raptors' defense right now? Like, how do you guys get to the next level where you guys are consistently like a, a, a really good defense that allows you guys to, you know, be competitive and, and start to put together a winning streak? Yeah, I mean, rebounding, you know, transition, getting back, uh, make sure we understand on the defensive end, all five people who is on the court. Um, I mean, at the end of the day, it's, it starts with, uh, you know, the five on the court, but then, like I always uh, always say, everybody, you're just being engaged, even on the bench, um, cheering on and um, being motivated. And uh, I think... Uh, last last game was pretty good. Uh, I mean, against one of the best uh, teams in the league, and who's you know gonna make a good one uh, this year. But I think um, it's it's uh, a couple of minutes in the game where we you know give up easy ones and um, just second chance points, just easy um, transition here and there, two three or two threes in the corner. And um, I think uh, always the 48 minutes is, is always important um, just to be engaged for 48. And um, I understand it's a, you know, NBA is a games of runs as well, but um, just to be engaged and um, try to do it for 48 as best as possible. So on the other end last night, um, it, you know, like you said, you guys kind of did a, a pretty good job defensively against that Celtics team offensively you guys shoot four of 32 uh, on three-point shots and that's uh you know that's a tough night in the current NBA like we're in 2024 we know the Celtics take 43s a game and hit a lot of them um what is that like when the team is kind of cold like is it just the is the mentality just you got to keep shooting them if they're good shots do you start to think well I got to get inside the arc a little bit more how do you guys approach that when, when the shots aren't falling I mean, for me, it's always the same, uh, me as a player. Uh, when I'm open, of course, I'm a shooter. Um, I'm working on it every single day. Can't control if they go in or not. I mean, um, but at the end of the day, I'm just being aggressive. Um, I like to go to the rim and find, a, you know, a balance of uh, the game. And I fill out the game as well, you know. And um, um, I mean, last night was a really, really uh, big struggle for us uh, shooting threes, but I think it was all great threes. Um, it wasn't, nothing was forced. Uh, there was all wide open. Um, and I mean, uh, we just got to, you know, be better and um, keep shooting them, keep trusting it, trusting our work, uh, be confident in our shots. But um, I think we still could have won the game. You know, always tough, you know, when you miss a lot of threes. But at the end of the day, we had a couple of possessions where we didn't, you know, we gave them free ones. And I think we was close at the end. I think we came within three or six. Um, and there's still a, you know, one or two possession game. And um, if you box out and they're not, you know, getting a second chance points for a wide open three, um, that's that's the stuff we can control. We can control if the 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 uh, three you know go in, but I I think we can control that we play defense and get a stop. And uh, that's what we gotta head our head on. We just gotta make sure we on the defensive end we locked in and we getting stops and can win ball games with you know our defense. So defensively, again, last night, you guys did a, a pretty good job. You kept them off the offensive glass. This is not a question about last night, but more over the last week in general. Um, Darko, head coach Darko Ryakovich said the other day at practice that 
What the team's numbers say internally is that Jakob is like a top five pick and roll defender at the center position. Um, what have you noticed playing with Jakob this year defensively? And how has that changed the defense with him out a little bit? Yeah, Jak is, um, I mean, I always say it like he is, he is a, a great center in the league. You know, he is one of the, I mean, top ones. I love to play with Jak because he just don't care. Just, uh, he just care about winning. And um, his mentality on the defensive end, he's our anchor, you know, uh, making sure on the defensive end that, you know, we talk on a pick and rolls. He's always doing a great job of, um, being engaged and not letting the the roller get behind him and make a big time place and then on the offensive end he is great as well with his roles and how he can pass and um how he can finish around the whim um he's just a special player um of course um he's he if he that he's not there is hurting us um obviously but um yak is a phenomenal um big man and i i, I love to play with him yeah. Um, clearly, Dark, or, you know, Jakob is missed um, defensively. He'll eventually get back into the team. You, you are seeing Jonte Porter now breaking on and joining you guys midseason. And, and even last night, he got the start. Uh, what have you made of Jonte Porter and his this early in his career and how he stepped into the team? Yeah, not 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 bad either. I mean, I think it was a great start for him. Um, the last couple of games, he played well, even coming off the bench. Last night's start was a little, you know, to play against the Celtics um, to start and um, got early in foul trouble, didn't get us with him to uh, not get. Um, I mean, it was tough for him, you know, early two fouls, I think. Then he came back in, got four. So he didn't really get to, um, you know, get to play really um, in good stretches where he can catch us with him. But I mean, he spaces the floor, can shoot the three, got a good touch around the rim. I think Yak is going to help him a lot, you know, just helping him how he can defend um, pick and rolls and the people in the post. Um, I seen Thad Young today talking to him. So um, he got good vets around him, and I think he just got to keep going, keep working, and he's going to be all right. Dennis, you mentioned that that Celtics team, that's a tough matchup to throw Jonte Porter into there uh, for his first career start. This is a Celtics team you know pretty well. I know you were part of that team for a little bit uh, a couple years ago, and you're very friendly with, with Jason Tatum still. Uh, you've seen them four times this year now. What do you make of where they are and how good that group can be? I mean, they, they've been in the finals, um, and I think... Uh, they added, um, you know, um, a guy with uh, Drew Holiday, who is, I mean, first off a champ in this league, but who is uh, one of the best defenders um, in this whole league, and um, just making big time plays in in, in post game. I mean, like you know, in the playoffs, uh, postseason, like he is just. A different player you always need a player like that then you got a Derek Wright you got a um I don't I don't want to talk about Jalen and uh Jason I mean that's them too then you added a KP you know Pozinga so um they really really um really dangerous uh everybody who is on the floor can shoot 
Um, even Cornette, when he comes in, I mean, he's not really known as a shooter. I remember his early years uh, in Chicago, like he spaced the floor, but he don't really need to do that. He just, you know, making sure uh, he contesting shots, catching alley-oops, playing the right way. Um, I mean, they, they got a hell of a group over there. And, um, you know, I'm a big fan. I was a big fan when I was in Boston of uh, Joe Mazzula, how he is as a coach. He was assistant coach back then, but me and him talked a lot. I didn't like what he did in Boston, though, with that challenge. <laughs> but um, I really, really respect him. And I told him that, I, you know, uh, it's nothing but love. Um, and I'm wishing, you know, um, that they, you know, going all the way. And, um, of course, if we, you know, if we play against them, we, we want to uh, beat they still, beat them. Um, but uh, just being realistic, um, I think they, they got a really good, good chance to, you know, play there on top. So we, we saw on social media that, um, you know, you gifted Tatum your jersey, I think, uh, either before or after the game. And I think Tatum posted it on on his social. There's already been a lot of reaction to this, I think, from a lot of Raptor fans thinking about, wait, hold on, you're wishing for them to to win the championship. But I think from your sentiments, it's you you have an attachment to that group because you played with them previously. And I do think that this kind of speaks to just the closeness of the NBA as a whole. But what do you think of that reaction from fans when they were like, wait, why are you rooting for another team to win the chip? I didn't. I didn't see that. Like I said, uh, social media is just people who just uh, they have nothing to do and just uh, just comment on stuff. Uh, at the end of the day, uh, basketball is not everything to me. You know, uh, I got a family, I got kids. Of course, uh, I'm always competitive when I get on the floor. I want to win every single game. It don't matter who we play, and uh, I'm the biggest competitor out there. You know, um, and I just want to you know win games. Um, at the end of the day, though. Uh, I know, um, of course, we want to make the playoffs and uh, I want to compete on the highest level. But at the end of the day, you still got to, you know, um, wish all your people who you played with before, uh, wish them good luck. And um, I'm always a fan of uh, being supportive to everybody who I love. And I think if everybody would be like that, you know, the world would be in a better place uh, anyway. But... Um, I'm just, you know, supportive to everyone who I played with and who I got multiple, like, a lot of respect for. And um, to put that on a jersey, um, I think it means a lot for him. He did the same thing, too, you know, uh, signed his jersey, sent it to me. Um, and, um, yeah, I'm just uh, a lot of respect for him and for the group. I think that's well said, Dennis. I appreciate you you sharing that side with us. You mentioned you do still want to play uh, playoff basketball as well. And if you guys are against them, you're you're not going to feel that way. You know, if it's the if that ends up being the matchup. Um, curious. It, this is obviously early ish in the season. Still, we're at the halfway point here. When do you start to look at like what the standings look like with you guys right now? You know, close to the play in bunch in, in the Eastern Conference and things like that. Do you start to look at it now? Do you, do you kind of leave that for later in the season? How do you feel about that side of things? I mean, right now, it's just still early. We still try to figure out our group. Um, we got two new guys in, you know. Uh, I think they're sixth or seventh game uh, been played last night. Um, I mean, for me, it's always, like I said, um, I want to play in the postseason, you know. And uh, in the postseason, everything can happen. You know, anything 
can happen. Last year, we got in the play-in, won the first game against the Timberwolves. I was with the Lakers last year and made it to the Western Conference Finals. So at the end of the day, um, for me, as always, I want to be in the playoffs. I want to be, you know, um, be competitive uh, when the postseason starts. And uh, we want to play our best basketball in March and April. And um, that's my goal here, too. And uh, of course, now, right now, it's, uh, it's 15 and whatever, 15 and 20 something. Um, but uh, it's, it's still early and uh, we just try to get better every single day. Yeah, you have been part of turnarounds, um, including last season with the Lakers, as you mentioned. And also, I like that you mentioned you guys beat the Timberwolves in the play. And I think I remember somebody hitting a three in, in a key moment in that game as well. Um, yeah, yeah. But somebody, another uh, Hall of Famer, future Hall of Famer, yeah, um, messed my messed my game winner up too. Uh, I <laughs> yeah. can't remember who it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He might have had a unibrow. Um. Anyway, um. Speaking of former teammates, it's just like, you know, you talked about it. You you've played with a lot of really good players in the past, and I think next time we get you on the show, we actually want to just go through, you know, all of these great teammates you played against, like or played with Chris Paul. Shea, Westbrook, Paul George, Jalen Brown, LeBron, Tatum, AD, Al Horford, Paul Millsap, you know, Dwight Howard. There's just like a long, long list. I'm sure I'm just leaving a lot of guys out too. Um, but my point is that you've seen a lot of superstars and you've been a lot of super, around a lot of superstars in your time. When you're looking at Scotty in this in this run and, and going back to last week when Darko won on his, his, his post-game rant against the Lakers, he slipped in there that he was like, Scotty's going to be one of the faces of this league. When you see Scotty, um, you know, in his early uh, part of his career, do you see some similarities between what Scotty has versus some of these other superstars, like best player in the league type of players that you played with in the past? I mean, he's still 22. We can't forget that, you know. Um, when I was with Boston and I seen Jason Tatum, he was pretty young as well. Mm -hmm. And uh, I just came from the Lakers and uh, I gave him a lot of knowledge. And I think that's the reason why he really appreciates me. And I want to do the same for Scotty because I just seen so many people. Um, I mean, one of the best players who played this game and I was been, you know, I've been around them every single day and uh, see what they do on and off the court. And Scotty, um, he's just a winner. Like, he wants to win. And uh, he do everything, you know, whatever it takes to win a game. And uh, he going to give it his all. And um, I think he is um, in a good spot where, you know, organization want to, like, put him into in the right situation, right position. And um, I think uh, he needs um, a lot of, you know, not assistance, but just people who can, you know, push him forward. And um, he is, he's, he's um, doing a great job even this year. You know, it's not showing right now and we're not, you know, winning on a on a high level. But I think uh, when we get our stuff together, it's going to be, um, it's going to be great and it's going to, you know, be shown. But Coach wasn't lying when he said he is, you know, one of the um, future faces of this league. I think he can be for sure... Um, uh, three, four, five, you know, it's going to, because we got so many talented guys in this league uh, who's going to be, you know, the faces of this league, but he is uh, for sure one of them. Yeah, well, Dennis, I appreciate you. You've given us a lot of your time, and, uh, you know, I, I also, you know what, last question. 
how was the adjustment coming back from uh, spending last week in LA and this week in Toronto is minus 10? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I just, I, we came back and it was snowing and uh, it was tough. I mean, we was in LA riding the bike on the beach. I know. And then uh, we coming back. But uh, for me, like I said, I'm from Germany, yeah, so um, I'm kind of used to it yeah. and um, kind of like it too, you know. Um, it's uh, different than just 365 days of uh, sun. Yeah, who would want that? Anyway, um, <laughs> Dennis, I appreciate you. And uh, we'll call you again next week. Oh, I appreciate it, man. All right, Dennis, you're...